and the forces with me. I'm one with the force, the forces with me. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the GNN Cantina Happy Hour. I am getting, I am getting some feedback now. Am I the only one hearing double? You might be. I'm not hearing it. I'm not hearing it. It's your new headset. It's my new headset. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> I don't know. It just started doing it. That's weird. Hang on a minute. Yep. Blame the technology and not the user. It's probably me. <laughs> oh, is it you? Can I be heard still? I yeah. can hear you. Yeah. You sound good. I'm still hearing double, but that's okay. getting feedback hang on a minute john i'm gonna mute you real quick just to see if it's you uh-oh that's that's the opposite of muting <laughs> let's put him front and center shall we <laughs> there he is oh what is this put that back oh this is just really hang on a minute Check your settings. You might have uh, echo cancellation off. Oh. Nope, I've got echo cancellation on. It's very weird. I'm hearing double, but we're, I'm going to try and push through this. So, uh, again... <laughs> Welcome to the Cantina Happy Hour. My name's David. I'm your host. And and if you, if you missed the first two or three minutes of this and you wonder why we're laughing, rewind it. Catch up. No, it'll echo back. It'll echo back soon. Yeah. The people who got in here late, they'll catch up. Don't worry. Yeah. I hope so. So anyway, my name's David. I'm your host. With me as always is I've moved Debbie. Debbie's down here now. Hi, Debbie. I've been demoted. Hang on, I'll put you back. <laughs> Look at you there. Hello. How's it going, Debbie? I'm doing good. Doing good. Excited to talk about Andor. Absolutely. Cannot wait. Also with us tonight is Cam. How you doing, Cam? I'm doing all right. I'm just really enjoying having both my hands free for once. Yeah, instead <laughs> oh, yeah, of having to hold my phone. Yeah, exactly. I got I got myself a nice little little setup here stacked on top of some books. So had to ghetto rig it. Nice, nice, nice. Also with us tonight from the Geek and I podcast is John Biscardi. How are you, John? 
the hell? Oh, wait, I think is John's he muted. muted. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> Get a load of this guy. <laughs> Doing good, doing good. You know, I can't wait to talk about this episode because I, I have a story that goes along with it. And uh, I can't oh, wait good. to we tell love it. stories. Yes. Not a love story, but uh, got a little no, comment I said, from... I a, said we love stories. I didn't think okay, it was good. a love story, but if no, it is... It, I mean, hey, it might be. Means. It might be. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about Andor because th this is a, this episode. This this really has cemented my thought that this this particular Star Wars is not for kids because this is a very this was a very dry, very this was a talky episode. A lot of just a lot of talking and exposition and character development things like that and kids were would watch this and go i am completely bored I, I know some adults who have said i'm completely bored i don't know what's going on it's driving me nuts so that being said what were your thoughts debbie while you're debbie while you're talking i'm gonna finagle with my thing here and see if i can't figure out what's going on but Sounds like but go ahead. Problem. TMI, Dave. TMI. Yeah. Turn your turn your camera off first. <laughs> yeah. uh, I like the episode. Uh, like you said, it was uh, we got to know the characters a little bit more. I, it's very obvious the particular rebel cell where Cass is who Cass is with right now. I mean. None of them trust each other at all. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I for okay. I, did we get I, rid of the echo? I got rid of the echo. I had I had brought up the YouTube page to share it on the various social media sites before we started, and it was still up in the background. So uh, I had the YouTube page. I had all right. It's, it's all good. Awesome. Everything's happy now. Okay, go ahead, Abby. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go for it. Oh, well, this Technology. Is show. Gotta love it. <laughs> so this, anyway. This episode's not getting as streamy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, uh, yeah. Nobody in that group trusts anybody. I mean, none of them. And I really, I don't know. I just really despise Skeen, um, the really tall skinny guy he's the one that stole uh he's the one that had the barcode on his chest right yeah i, I don't like him there's something sketchy about him. even after his sob story about his brother i still don't like him he's sketchy to me i mean he could be a good guy but i don't know he's just coming off sketchy probably because i've watched him in another show called the bear on hulu and he's an asshole there too so <laughs> Way to be typecast. I yeah, know. Right? I think I've seen him in other things where he's been a real. But you know what though? You know what though? And I'll I'll say this. I I was I was fortunate enough to be able to talk to Robert Patrick at uh, Fan Expo last year. Was it last year that he was there. Anyway, 
I asked him, I said, look, you, you are cast always as the bad guy. You're, you're either a jerk or a bad guy or, you know, you're Terminator, you're in the unit, you're in, you know, you're always playing this, this horrible person. He said, I said, do you, do you enjoy that? Or do you feel like you're typecast? He goes, no, I love it. He said, cause I'm really a nice guy in general. And so when I get to play somebody bad, that's just, you know, <laughs> I, I get to be bad and get away with it. So. Yeah, there's a, there's quite a. Well, I'm not going to say quite a few, but there are a couple people on on this show that I truly despise. I don't like Mon Mothma's husband, Piran. Oh, he's a jerk. Her daughter, her daughter. Uh, Hi, John. Is he there being switched around? Um, her daughter, Lita. I mean, typical teen, but yeah, you know, she seemed and, real. And and that was one of the interesting things about this. There were so many just little side stories that were going on. You had him dealing with the the uh, the unit that he's with, the cell that he's with. You had Mon Mothman her. You had what's his name with his mom trying to figure out what's going on. Then you had the Imperial lady with her stuff going on. <laughs> I mean, there's just a whole lot of there's a lot of puzzle pieces. Being, you know, and I don't know how you build puzzles, but, you know, you find a good section, you build this big chunk of this puzzle, and you go over here and you build this big chunk, and eventually it all comes together, and it looks good, you hope, but just a lot of, it's real interesting. Yeah, Emma, I mean, th that would be probably the one thing that I could pinpoint as far as, like, like a, a, a real nitpick with this episode in particular, Um there's a lot of time devoted to Cassian and his crew, which, you know, I don't have a problem with. But the the other little side stories that are popping up, it's like a minute here, a minute there, a minute there. And the, the, there's no real establishing transition for that, you know. From, like, there's not like a shot of the planet where they're on or, or anything like that. I mean, there's a little bit here and there, but it, it also felt a little over. jarring. Yeah, yeah it, it, it felt very jarring to to move away from the main storyline to get like a tiny snippet of a different storyline that it, it just kind of just comes out of nowhere. But, and, but you know, what was interesting about that? It, it's playing out a lot more like a, like if you were to watch like, like a drama on TV, you know, to where it just flips between like, like a soap opera mm -hmm. where it just flips between, Oh, this happens and this happens and this happens. And eventually it'll all weave together in an intricate, poetic manner but oh, that's what i'm hoping <laughs> all right in case you missed it, john ambrose joined us how are you john doing great thanks for having me oh no problem no problem john is one of the writers at geek news now go check out his work on geeknewsnow.net uh he's he publishes all the time go go read his stuff it's great he's, he's uh, yeah, my latest piece was actually on andor there you I, go there you go uh, on the show tonight. Yeah. Should say Ambrose and Marbles. Yeah, Marbles, my dog. This is his. Oh. Uh, usually, I'm at work. This is my. Uh, this is his curl up on the couch time. I'm stealing it from him. So. Cool. He's gonna make some appearances here and there. <laughs> okay, so. I want to look at, not, not each individual character, but. There was one that really stuck out to me, and that was um, what's his name's mom, and I don't know why she just appealed to me. She sounded like she appealed to you. I don't know why. I, I really don't. 
I was like, when she would talk, I'd be like, oh, I'm glued to the screen. Yes. I, uh, no. Yes. I don't know why. It, it's just she's an appealing character. And, and you know, she's calling in. Oh, I'm going to call in the favor and see if I can't get you lined up with something. And Yeah, who's, who's Uncle Harlow? <laughs> she's, well, she was, so I'm, I'm going to assume that this was his mom. She demeans her son while trying to build him up all at the same time. You know, you never had me over. You never, you know, I never got to see what you were doing. No one ever knew because, and he, and he's back at her too. You know, you could have come and visited me, mom. You could have just come on over. I've got an extra room. It's fine. Was this corn? Huh? Was this corn? Which character was this? Cyril. Yeah, it was was his mother. Well, and she kept pointing out, you know, uh, uh, future prospects. You know, I, I don't, she comes off as she wants somebody who's only kid. worried about his position. You know, like, you know. She, I thought she was funny. She sounded like a like a, she sounded like if you watch, uh, I don't know, watch any kind of stereotypical <laughs> TV show. And you've got the little old Jewish lady who smokes too much, and she sits there and talks to you like this. I mean, that's all I can picture. With, oh my god! Yeah, I have an Italian mother. I can relate <laughs> yeah, to him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you're doing fine, honey. Don't worry about it. You're just like your father. Yeah, so she, she, she reminds me call. of uh, she, she reminds me of Mrs. Wallowitz from The Big Bang Theory. Howard, open yeah. the door. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, Karn is an interesting character to me because it's like kind of the the roles are swapped. He seems like a good guy and a stand-up guy in the uh, antagonist role. And Andor is the shady character and you kind of don't know where he is morally and he's in the protagonist role. And it, it's kind of an interesting um, it's kind of an interesting dynamic because it's one of those times where you're supposed to root against a guy who's just trying to do the right thing. Yeah. And, he's, still, uh, he's still obsessed with, with Cass. And and he, Cassian too is. I'm getting a weird vibe from him. You know, Debbie, you had said something about you didn't like uh, what's his name, Skeen. Yeah, you didn't like Skeen. And I'm I'm looking at Cassian going. I'm not for 100 percent sure I like him. I mean, just just right. He's now. never been a likable character, even it in is, Rogue One. Not until yeah. like the very last five minutes of the movie, five or ten but, minutes of the movie. I mean, he's just he 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 had that one scene where they were doing the training. You know, they were training how to march and all this other stuff. Don't touch me! Don't ever touch me! And it's like, well, then do it. You know, tell me what to do and I'll do it. But don't ever touch me. And then, and I know it, it had to do with the uh, kyber crystal but when he picked up his pack oh yeah and he freaked out oh don't touch my things don't touch my things and he went nuts on him and i was like he was just messing with your it took me a minute because i was like oh he was just messing with your stuff like a minute ago and then it was like oh the kyber crystals in there okay that makes a little more sense but still nonetheless i'm like yeah let's not draw any attention to it that there might be something in there I hate when people do that. Don't touch that. Don't touch that. The first thing you want to do is go, I got to touch that. Yes, I, need, a I need to see what's in there. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't press the big red button. Oh, I want to push that do. big red button right now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, J- John, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was interesting that you were saying that because, uh, yeah, cause if you guys remember a couple weeks ago, I had mentioned that Karn is 
the character who seems like he's set up, he's being set up to have his own hero's journey. Um, so, so it's it's interesting to see how his story is playing out. I mean, not that we got a whole lot of his story in this episode, but uh, I mean, I mean, out of everybody right now, he's the character that I'm connecting the most with. He, him, and um, I can't think of her name. The Imperial, Deidre. Huh? Yes. Deidre. Her those are, those are the two of the three stories that the side stories that I am most interested in, uh, I, I, unless unless they can uh, foreshadow what Mon Mothma is going to go do by the end of the series. I I don't need her story because I already have that from Return of the Jedi as to who she is and what she's accomplished. I don't need the side story of the bickering with the husband and and the the daughter that doesn't listen because you know we all have kids that don't listen so it's not really a big uh character building moment i think but i think the the other two stories are just so interesting to me and i'm just glad we're we're, we're done with the flashbacks because i don't think they flashbacks could have been done in two or three lines in each episode and we didn't have to waste three episodes on on flashbacks. Like we did with Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett was like there was a flashback per episode, if I recall. Yeah, but that was more than just the first three episodes, though. That was like the whole series until the last three episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the two of the last three episodes were pretty much the Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> Mandalorian. Basically. Season, you season know, the- 2.5. Well, yeah, they're, they're these they're these poor kids who are going to watch Mandalorian season three who haven't seen Book of Boba Fett. It's like, wait a minute, how did Grogu end up back with him? <laughs> oh, where did that ship come from? <laughs> you go watch Book of Boba Fett. Got to go figure it all out. Um, now, see, I done lost my train of thought. I had Andor on my mind. You had a crush on uh, Scar- uh, Karn's mother. Oh, okay, so <laughs> not that one. Come on now. Okay, so and and John, you brought up a good point. You know, the, the as far as the flashbacks goes, we don't. You know, I don't know necessarily that we've got them one hundred percent out of the way. I'm sure there's going to be more because you really have to figure out at this point. I mean, obviously, Andor has been fighting the Empire since he was kidnapped or taken or whatever you want to call it. Rescued. Yeah, rescued. So there's got to be... I'm guessing at some point we're going to get another flashback or two explaining why he doesn't like the Empire. Maybe going back to his mother, um, you know, the Harry Potter aunt. Well, I mean, in the opening scene, he's looking for his sister, so I'm assuming that's going to have something to do with it, too. Where did that storyline go? I think that was a It didn't go anywhere. It's just like he, I don't know, maybe he's so wanting to get this mission done to get the money so he can continue to walk, yeah, to look for her. That's... Well, they just kind of dropped it and never said anything else, but that's my yeah. Assumption. I mean, it, it was well, the when, first when ten minutes of the first episode, thing, and then your, it was your, gone. Uh, your tasks tend to get side railed. So, I mean, I, I I'm sure the storyline will come back up, but he. Uh... Well, then that was a perfect point right there to explain uh, what's going on. Is when when <laughs> the guys saying. Uh, you know, my brother was killed. He, you know, I hate the empire. They, my brother filled his 
pockets with rocks and jumped in the lake. And then, you know, why couldn't we have Andor say something, you know, well, you know, I'm doing this for the money to go hunt for my sister who I've not seen in so long. And, you know, but he never, he never reveals himself ever. Hey, he doesn't. Not, yeah. Not that would fully. be giving too much away. If, he, yeah, if he he's going to give like something this. away, it's going to be, I'm just, I'm just in it for the money. That's all I want is the money. That's the yeah. only reason I'm here. He, well, he tells I mean, little white lies. As a whole, I love the show, but there are some things that are unexplained. Like who is the guy and what was his connection to the guy who he was taking the ship on loan from? Like that guy kind of just went away. Oh, the one that had the uh, like in the first—it was like the first or second episode. First that had episode the, with the dogs had, had the had the muscle with him. Yeah, uh, no, that well, that guy too. I, yeah, he owes somebody money. He owes somebody money, and the guy where he was like fixing the ship because he took the ship out to look for his sister, and then there was that oh. guy. Um, he but was he in like left all those yard, or, yeah. Um. And he uh, was fixing the ship and put a new uh, tracking card in or something. And the guy was like, don't ever come back here. Yeah. Like, now, now, see, if it, if I had to guess, I would say that they're probably going to go like the Mandalorian route and ha- and say that, okay, so he left the planet where all these people are on. He's going to go get in some hijinks, but then something something's going to happen on that planet that forces him to come back so he can save everybody. Yeah. Yeah, his mom and Wally the robot are going to get in trouble or... Uh... <laughs> it's, it, no, it's well, what's it? Barbara said it's Aunt Marge. I'm <laughs> uh, Petunia, actually. Petunia, thank you. Yes, thank you. Yes, Aunt Petunia. So, yep. Um, and and two, I I've got to say this, and Debbie will know what I'm talking about. There was a whole lot of the uh, they were going over the mission, they were training, and he did the one scene where he says, you know, he needs to. We need to flip around because he's on the left, and I he's left handed, and I'm right handed, and it just looks better and all this other stuff. Had this been a Marvel show, all of that would have been done in like a montage. That would have been the, the, Cap- the Captain America montage right there. It would, it would have been a montage that ended in a pun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, someone's going to look at the camera or something and be like, well, I guess that's how I get my ducks in a row. Well, I would have liked to have seen Andor at the end, you know, when the guy says, well, why would you be on this side and he he be on this side? And he'd go, I am not left-handed. <laughs> because I am not <laughs> Oh, he has the accent and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Geek Gauntlet's online. How's it going? William. William Morgan. Go watch the Geek Gauntlet podcast on Saturday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern time. They're right here on the YouTube channel, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook. Everywhere Geek News Now is, that's where they are. Yeah. Go watch them. Him and Cat, right? Him and Cat, and there, there's there's two or three others on there. And Sean. Oh, yeah. They, they, it's it's a lot of uh it's it's just a it's a plethora of geekdom right there. They they cover just about everything. It's kind of like your weekly news. They do a, they do a, they cover everything and uh, do a really good job with it. So, yeah, it's a really, really good show if you want to catch up. So, so, um, now, now, I was honestly thinking that we were going to get to the, um, to at least them getting started on the heist 
in this episode, and obviously that didn't happen. Yeah, I thought they were too. Possibly the next episode. Once they get past the flashback. Well, okay. So, <laughs> and Cam, this will make sense to you, I promise you. But this oh is, god, this is playing out like a Dragon Ball Z series. <laughs> you remember the, the uh, it's like season three of Dragon Ball where they're fighting Frieza and the planet's going to blow up in like five in minutes. five minutes. Yeah. And then like 20, 30 episodes minutes later. episodes later, the planet yes. finally blows up and it's like, that was a long five minutes. Yeah. It's like Game of Thrones. How long do we wait for the dragons? Uh, <laughs> like, and the dragons are coming and you're like, yeah, the they're, they're coming. Oh, the Winter's dragons coming. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a, like the, don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm not opposed to episodes being more talky or more quiet. I love building character. I love finding out what makes these people tick. Um, but but yeah, I was really hoping that at the very least the episode would end with them starting the heist. Well, um, and and they they kind of did. I'm kind of, but not really. They they split the group. You know, the, these two are going to go over here and do their thing and. We'll see. You. Basically, it was uh, we're going to go do our thing. Y'all go do your thing, and we'll meet you in the middle. So my my guess is that next episode will start the heist. Maybe. Well, what what killed me in regards to this this heist was a meeting that they had, and uh, oh shoot, I forgot her name. Uh, the lady and the other no. guy. Vel, yes. Vel and the other guy, I don't even know his name, but they're, they're kind of interrogating Cass about the weight. How do, oh, you yeah. it, how do you put in the weight in that? And, I mean, he's like... Is this a test? He even yeah, he's getting frustrated, and then it come to find out they had no clue what the hell they were doing. And, you know, I'm like, really? You're going to go through with this heist not knowing how you were going to get that ship off the, I think they call it the rails or something? We know how to fly it. Yeah, but you <laughs> yeah. don't know how to get it up there. Yeah. Oh, we'll just fake our way. Come on. Well, that, that could be why Luthen made them take Cassian oh, I'm sure. in their group. <laughs> you know, he knew that they weren't smart enough to do this or technologically well, advanced to get rid of the doomed. echo at the beginning of the show but they they uh you know he he needed somebody to figure out and it just turns out that you just look at the gauge yeah it just tells you right there it's, it's like an a F scale it's an, it's an well, F didn't, didn't you unlock the, the latch or whatever did, well well wasn't there a couple of lines in the first few in the first few episodes about uh Cassian like infiltrating an imperial base or something like that yeah, and and obviously getting that whatever that little box was that he had uh, navigation the, box, the or navigation something. box or whatever. I mean, obviously he he knew looking at Cassie and okay, he knows imperial tech. He knows what to take. He knows uh, what's going to be most valuable. He knows what to look for, and he knows how to get it. So this is like the. Um, it was like that that scene in Ant Man, you know. Oh, you're the guy I want because you were able to break into my house and steal the suit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was basically a big test for him. I don't think he really even cared about the navigational device or whatever that was. That was just a uh, how much money he could get from it. Yeah, that was well, not yeah. He didn't care. I mean, he was going to pay him anyways, but because he even said, "I'll give you another thousand if you tell me how you got it." But um, 
it, he just wanted, I think to him more, it was a test of what do you know and how do you know it? Yeah. And Cause how, I think they're all know. still thinking he's like a double spy or something like that. Like he's has really it Imperial. Is, has it been established where in the timeline for star Wars, this takes place. This takes uh, place five years prior to the battle of Yavin. That was on the first yeah, episode. The, Okay. Yeah, there, there's a timestamp in the first episode that said 14 BBY. Okay, 14 or, no, or 5. Or 5 BBY, five I'm sorry. BBY, yeah. Because I was just wondering what happens to all these other agencies by the time, like, Star Wars rolls around. Like, you have police forces and you have these intelligence agencies that you've never seen before. Well, so- the, the, the police force on um, whatever that planet's name is, I can't remember. The, 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 the people that... Huh? The pre-morph force, I think it's called. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's well, that, corporate security. Yeah, yeah the, the, security. they're not like they're not the empire. They're just the security for that particular corporation until the empire comes in and pulls them in after episode three. Mm-hmm. But uh, but uh, but besides that, I mean, after uh, I mean, assuming that the corporation doesn't collapse by the end of the series, I assume that they're still going to be around by the time Star Wars comes around. But it's just they're not. They're not the Empire. They're the just white, more the people at the Empire too, pulled though. in. What's that? The white suits, the the Deirdre. Oh, the, the, the ISB. ISB. Yeah. Now, now, see, somebody explained that to me once, and 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 honestly, I I, I like the explanation because if you watch a New Hope, you know you don't see, and I and I and I am not talking about a New Hope, the special edition with all the extra to it. I'm talking about the original theatrical version of A New Hope. You don't see tons and tons and tons of stormtroopers. You see five or six of them at a time on the screen. You don't see all the Star Destroyers. You see one Star Destroyer and you see one Death Star. You don't need to see how big the Imperial Army or the Empire is. You you are just you're, you're given to know. It's just big. It it covers the entire galaxy. It covers the whole universe. And now when we, you're coming back to some of these prequels, they're actually putting on screen some of these things that you didn't really see in the movies, but they were probably there. And so. I, yeah, cool. Because because uh, I mean, in the in the original trilogy, I mean, I've said this before. What did we see of the Empire in the original trilogy? They were just stormtroopers and ships. And, and a couple of officers. Yeah. That's really all that we saw. We 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 had no sense of their inner workings, or or even that the ISB even existed because it wasn't relevant to that story. Um, right. But 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 now you know, like David said, now we're getting these prequel series and prequel movies and stuff that you know connect those dots outside of the movies. So and, and even going so far as to say, like in Rogue One. And, and Rogue One was one of the biggest things I had to complain about, or one of the biggest things about Rogue One I had to complain about was that you had, you know, you had the TIE Strikers in there, you had the Sand Troopers, um, you had the different AT-ATs, you know, the, the step down from the AT-AT. And I looked at that and I'm like, well, why wasn't any of this in the, you can't do a prequel trilogy and put all this really cool stuff in here when it wasn't in the original trilogy. They didn't and have it, the budget for it in the original trilogy. <laughs> we're going to make another. Blue. We're going to make a special special edition. They didn't have enough models. <laughs> but but again, I mean, it makes sense to sit there and say, well, all we all we knew was the Tie Fighters and the Tie Bombers and the Tie Advanced and or not Tie Advanced uh, uh, Interceptors, the Tie Interceptors. 
That's all we knew. And to say, well, yeah, but they had all this other stuff, and it was just kind of off screen. You didn't really see it, but it was there. Right, because the, 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 the movies are the upper echelon of the Empire, and the TV show is showing you the, 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 the privates, you know, that... The lower are, ranks. Are the, the lower ranks, yes. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. So, something else, too, that we... Another, another storyline that was uh, fleshed out in this one, and I really enjoyed it, too, was uh, the uh, the Imperial Lieutenant, too. You know, walking around the base, and he, he goes to the one guy, and he says, what do you think of this hotel? And he says, what, if I accept the position? He goes, oh, no, you're going to accept the position. But what do you think of this for your, your operating base? Get it up and running by the time I come back here. And then talking to the, the corporal, and, you know, what do we got, a firing range down here? And I mean, just, he, he was all over the place, and... It was just it. I don't know. It, it's interesting seeing how, to me, as a former military person, to see other militaries in the way that they're acting and say, "Oh, I recognize that. Yes, that's familiar." Well, then he gives himself a new title, prefect. Yeah, prefect. I would. I know there's no money to it, but <laughs> but it sounds good. <laughs> sounds like the corporate world. That's right. I'm the assistant to the assistant manager. <laughs> so what do you think when when they, when he was talking to those guys on the uh, on the base and they said that you, it's too bad you won't be around here to see the eye completed what is the eye? That's that um meteor shower that they're planning on escaping in. When um when Cassian Cell steals the that was the they said we we've got a way out of it. We're going to fly through it, and they won't be able to tail us. And once once it clears up, and they can finally go after us, then we'll be long gone. They won't even know where to go at that point. So what? It's what an the, event that only happens once every seven years. So it's a big. It's a big to do. Yeah. And I think the the one guy was explaining. He was like, look. You know, the soldiers have already requested off so they can go see this thing. And, you know, I know you want this all done during it. And he's like, okay, I tell you what, send your guys out, but it better be done day after tomorrow. It better be done as soon as it's done kind of thing. Which is convenient because that'll, you know, that'll, the that'll loosen get, yeah. the, everybody less, will less be the preoccupied the with the meteor shower or the fireworks or whatever and you know the rebels can sneak in because there won't be that many on base it'll just be essentials yep which was uh, that's that's why i was looking at that i was like oh oh there's not going to be a whole lot of people in there oh they're they are timing this just right then and i bet they don't even realize it either they don't realize that the Imp imperials are going to be out there watching they want to watch the show too i mean just because they're imperial doesn't mean they're not heartless. Yeah, well, the, the, that uh, that lieutenant was also in cahoots with the rebels, so so it is possible that they were actually meaning to set it up that way. But the the imperial lieutenant just had to make it look authentic. Yeah, I don't like a lot of Star Wars, and when there's too much talking, I want to met metaphorically leap into traffic. I feel that's for the more hardcore fans and alienate and alienates the casual fans. 
Uh, Star Wars has been alienating fans for years. There's, this is nothing new. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, my wife, uh, she's she's come a long way. Uh, when when I met her, she didn't like Star Wars at all. Now we're at least watching some of the TV shows. So um, <laughs> we're, we're, we've made some progress. <laughs> you're getting there. You're getting there. Yeah, same, same here. When I, when I married my wife, she hated Star Wars. And now she just doesn't like it. my wife wife had never seen star wars she watched it once and said okay there it is and now she just tolerates my strange obsession and as far as that point for the casual fan i think i'm a casual fan i I, i'm i like the movies up until a point and i'm not going to say where you're going to get mad Get <laughs> um, but I, but I, I, I never read the comics. I never read the extended universe. I never, I read the three Zon books, and that was about <clears throat> it. And other than that, you know, I rely on on YouTube videos and you guys to show me. Well, you know, well that thing on the shelf was actually a vase that this guy once had in page thirty two of. Of book number three of <laughs> no, the tales was, uh, of the was it was it week it was week before last when they they had the uh, they were in the the antique store and they had the the armor for uh, Star Killer yeah Star Killer the Star Killer mm-hmm. armor yeah and that whole From the that whole shop I don't have any clue what any of that it's like when I go into a real antique shop I have no idea what any of this stuff is it just looks cool on the shelf but I'll tell you the the thing that impressed me is going back to 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 the mother scene is the way the set looks to me it looks Star Wars yes. it looks yeah. it looks like like it could be a future, not a futuristic, but a a more advanced um, Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen house. You know, well, it's more, got the blue more, milk. More it's advanced, got, but yet still from a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Right, because it's you know it's got the the cool looking stuff. You know, the seventies looking gear that's on the shelf that you know used to be a toaster but now it does this and the blue milk and oh and... that was the other thing he's sitting there playing with his crunch berries in the blue milk that was great <laughs> he's right. having and his cereal the the way they do the lights i like the the blue and the red and and the little white lights on that are on everything to me that is what star wars is is and the thing that drew me out of star wars the movies and even even like the book of Boba Fett was when there was a giant monster. Now, other than the Rancor, there really was no giant monsters, you know, in these shows that that just look fake. You know, and and I'm more of the the original. Well, we can't do it like that, so just put a guy in a suit. That's yeah. that's my Star Wars. I gotta say, the first time I appeared on this show, it was humbling though, because I thought I knew a lot about Star Wars, and then I came on, and I was like, I have to study if I'm ever gonna do yeah. a show. <laughs> with Debbie, Debbie's Debbie's kind of a I I have kind of to a weirdo, but it's it's not like the uh, it's not like the other podcasts where they make fun of you and make you feel like an idiot. It's kind of like a learning experience. Like, wow, okay, I did not know that. <laughs> 
before, you know? It's we like, are uh, accepting of all of the Star Wars fandom. <laughs> but yeah, three, definitely. Two, two of two of the three normals on this show enjoy the sequel trilogies. <laughs> Wait, who? Norm? Oh, yeah, oh no, okay. Who, <laughs> the, nor, the normal, normal cast oh. members, if you will, enjoy the sequel trilogies. <laughs> Um, the regulars. The regulars. Thank you. That's, that's I mean, work. I put them on to punish my kid. Oh, <laughs> terrible! Yeah, I know. Why but, would you? you know, why would I, you? you know, I, I have to do something. I can't put on the holiday special. Watch that one. That's we a even laughing, like we even like people laugh, that like the holiday experience. That's I like the holiday special. Of course you do. I remember when it aired. I was watching it live on TV. How can you not like it? Lumpy. He's kidding <laughs> Punisher with Batman and Robin. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Oh, yeah, that's another or one. Or the Green Lantern. Go with the Green Lantern. That's pretty. <laughs> no. We can't go that far. That social services gets called. And, you know, we gotta... I like Child my abuse. Green Lantern. Except for the suit. <laughs> okay, Debbie, did we miss anything? Did we did we talk this episode to death? This, did we talk this talking to death? There wasn't much to miss. Well, let's see. Last, well, I don't, I'm not sure if it was last episode or the episode, but the last time we were in the gallery, and I missed it. There was a Indiana Jones Easter egg in there. Oh, really? Really? In Carbonite, Indiana Jones. And then in this week's episode in the gallery, because we were in the gallery again, the uh, stones from Temple of Doom. From the Temple of Doom. I think mm -hmm. I did see those ones. I, I was like, like I kind of looked at him and I was like, is that? Nah, that's my favorite Indiana Jones movie. I can't even believe I missed oh. that. Temple of Doom. And, the, yeah. and then the next time that we enter the gallery, there's going to be a case with a stone inside of it. And he's just like, uh, you interested in my infinity stone? <laughs> <laughs> or a tesseract. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. No, it'll be the little it'll be the little golden idol from uh, uh, Raiders. The little Raiders idol. <laughs> Oh, that was in, uh, I think it was in the same episode as uh, The Whip. There was the Golden Idol. What's There's the just like, only one person has seen these Easter eggs. Just roll out the arc and have someone point it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. somewhere else. The next time they visit the gallery, it'll probably be the Holy Grail. Oh, that would be a good one, yeah. <laughs> Crystal, Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that, the only wait, thing... wait! What does the Crystal Skull have to do with Indiana Jones? That wasn't an Indiana Jones movie. No, that was an X Files movie. Was. I'm blocking that one from my memory. That was not an Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> I'm still waiting for a fourth Indiana Jones movie. Wasn't that supposed to happen like almost 20 years ago? You mean the fifth one? The fourth one. The fourth one. We've already had a fourth one. No, we haven't. Never happened. Never happened. That ne that that never happened. It never Crystal happened. Skull? No, that never happened. Not in the last Jedi purge. Never, <laughs> never happened. Now, don't say that. You're gonna get Cam mad at you again. 
Hey Dave, I'm sharing know. my screen. Can you Honestly, pick that up? I don't like uh, you, you can you can hate it all you want. Truly, I am I'm not even about to debate things like that anymore. It's it's not even worth it. Okay, so let's see what we got here. Oh, there they are. The the here. stones are in the if you look to the upper right corner of the shelf right there. Yeah. There they are. Oh, that's adorable. Oh. And there's my the microphone Shankara stand. Stone. There's the what now? My microphone stand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I, th I think you can see the grip in there somewhere. <laughs> and a cup of Starbucks coffee, too. What? Uh, oh, my God. Is that the boom mic back there? <laughs> hey, this, this thing here looks like, uh, like, a, like a big old pinhead. The, uh, the, uh, yeah, box. I was just thinking that. Well, like and... And the one on the right, just to the right of that, the triangle. I haven't seen the movie in a while, but that looks Stargate-y. Wow, yeah, I haven't seen Stargate in years, but... We got some uh, hand sanitizer right here. <laughs> this is like one of those highlights books that you used to see at the dentist's office when you're... No, you're you're right. It's Cenobite Cube. You're you're absolutely right. There you go. Oh, the uh, the lament configuration. <laughs> <laughs> All it right. It's kind of like the mask. Guy in this shot, that guy looks like he's cosplaying as Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Now, was it just my TV, or is it just me, or does he look orange? He looks orange. Not, and I'm not talking just in this picture. I'm talking about when he's, when he's got on his, you know, he put on his fake hair and got all dressed up and put all his rings on. Did he? Was he orange? Or was yeah, that I think just he me? does a little spray tan action because he's definitely self tanner. Orange glow. <laughs> there we go. So anyway, watch the gallery. Apparently, the gallery is all the Easter eggs. It's kind of like the QR codes within the Marvel <laughs> movies. Okay. Anything else, Debbie? Did we cover it all? Uh, the only other thing, and and I, I, I could be reaching, which that's normal for me, but uh, when uh, Mon Matha and her stupid husband were coming home from some kind of gala i guess and he said he was talking to somebody i didn't catch the name but he said he seems to know more about of what, what you do yeah what you're doing than i do and then he starts talking um oh, i forget what he said now but she said well i didn't think you would be interested because oh he said something about the new foundation oh yeah yeah she said, well, I didn't think you would be interested because it's charitable. Now, I don't know if these are like code words for the rebellion. My, my guess would be that the foundation is possibly a front for um, rebel activity, moving, moving money. Because she said she said in the uh, episode previous or one of the episodes previous to where it's getting harder and harder to move things around without people noticing. 
Well, her driver is a spy. So. <laughs> yeah, and she said, uh, and I, I'm I'm willing to bet that this charity is some sort of financial front to move and take money for the rebellion. So, that's do you think just, there's going to be a, a, a an attempt on her life that takes out the husband instead? Oh, we could only would, hope. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Do a little, little. I mean, we're already talking a, a, an adult, a, adult Star Wars. We've we've mm -hmm. discussed this many times. I don't know and if then, it's by design or not, but I have to agree with Debbie. He's just not a likable character. Well, he's not supposed to be. If he's, oh, if you don't like him, he's doing his job well. Oh, the right. actor is pulling it off. Well, and it's like you know, they're at the dinner table when her when her daughter was kind of going off on him on her on the mother on Mon Motha. Good lord, you know he's just you know back there laying back and playing with this drink and just kind of smirking and agreeing with the daughter. You know, like he's kind of egging her on a little bit. Like, well, yeah. it was it's it's almost like one of those things to where and. Those of us with kids, I'm sure, have played this game to where the kid comes to daddy and he says, I don't care. If you want to, that's fine. But go ask your mother first. And then mom says no. And dad's going, well, I don't want to, but I have to agree with mom because she's the one that's making this decision. So, <laughs> and, the couch is and the couch is uncomfortable. That's right. I don't <laughs> like the dog house. <laughs> So, yeah, I've that was the only situation. other thing that I and it's it, just the, the whole I mean, it was never really even explained as to what what were they going to. She said, we're leaving and you need to be ready to go. And she's like, no, I'm not going with you. He's dad's going to take me. Oh, well, I'm, I'm never mind. I'm just not going at all now. I was like, it it it, it set up that the daughter did not was not functioning well with her. And that could be just normal teenage angst. That could be that mom works a lot and I don't have to listen to mom because she's always away. But it never really went anywhere. It was just it was just there to show, okay, she's got a daughter and her daughter is mad at her. Yeah. She, yeah. The store closed I, before she could get her converters. So let me let me ask you guys in your opinion, would you would you have rather had an Obi-Wan series that focused on Obi-Wan protecting Luke like he's supposed to? No. And have you don't know the question. Oh, hold on, Debbie. Let him finish. Come on. Even you, I saw you don't that. know what I'm gonna say. It's my cousin Vinny do. <laughs> hold, hold on a second. <laughs> Or, go Obi ahead. or a 14-year-old Leia making a now-and-again appearance. Um, being, it, being brought in, you know, slowly to the Rebellion. In uh, Kenobi or in this show? In this. Obi-Wan oh, Kenobi, Obi Kenobi was, you know, for Luke... And and how he's Obi Wan is supposed to protect Luke Skywalker, and that's what his mission on Tatooine was. Instead of running off 
every five minutes to go do something else. So, and then you have a 14 year old Leia. And this one that's, that's it, learning how to become who she, you know, the strong leader that she does become I don't, for the, for the movies five years down the road. I don't think so. And the only reason I say this is because with this particular series of star Wars, it's nice to be away from the Skywalker saga. You know, it's there. They're really, as of right now, there have been no ties at all to the Skywalkers, to Vader, to the, I mean, the emperor has been mentioned, you know, the empire is there obviously, mm-hmm. but there has not been any tie. That, I mean, no loot, no Jedi, no nothing. And I've really enjoyed that. It's like, um, and it's like cleansing your palate. It's like, okay, this is something new and fresh and I'm going to run with it. And I think if you had put Leia in there at any point, well, for one, if you had put Leia in there, you would have had to have Jimmy Smits come in there and mm-hmm. play Bale again. But I think any ties really to the Skywalker saga itself would take away from the story that they're trying to do. Because it's like, okay, we're trying to do this story, but just to draw people in, we're going to put Princess Leia in there. So everybody wants to go see Princess Leia. I'm, I'm kind of hoping they don't go that route. It wouldn't surprise me if they did, but I'm hoping. I mean, to, to to be honest, if they did, I'd probably just check out of the show at that point. I'm so I'm so sick of all the cameos and callbacks and all that stuff. I'm yeah. it's 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 tiring now. I I think the Obi Wan series, as it was, was necessary because it really actually showed he he, he was burnt out. All his friends were dead. His best he presumably killed his best friend. I mean, he had PTSD, and he had to—he didn't even know what his purpose was anymore. So he, uh, <laughs> more Ewoks, um, <laughs> and he—I uh, think the show itself was necessary because the adventures he had with Leia kind of brought him back, and it was kind of like a story of him getting back to where he needed to be, I, as opposed I, to him just protecting Luke and like nothing happened. It showed vulnerability in the character. And I, th- I think getting too, back to where he, where he, where his rightful place was. And I think too, it, it was, it was a nice surprise to see Leia. I mean, honestly, that's what I thought was exactly was Kenobi was going to be was him protecting Luke on Tatooine, and we knew Darth Vader was in it, and it was like, eh, are they going to, what are they, how are they going to pull this off? And then when it's like everything's about Leia, I was like, oh, okay. Well, this is a nice surprise then. This is refreshing because I was not expecting this. And so it, it explains a lot about the new hope, how she knew who he even was if he was hiding on Tatooine for 20 and, years. And I don't know if anybody's ever caught this on this show. I, and I know it's been discussed. When uh, Princess Leia is rescued on the Death Star and she comes in, oh, aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? Oh, the uniform. I mentioned this. Oh, you did? Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, I was I wasn't sure. The first thing she said was uh or Luke said, you know, I have got I'm here with Ben Kenobi. I've got your R2 unit. She says Ben Kenobi. She didn't say Obi-Wan Kenobi. She said Ben Kenobi. And that's how she knew Obi-Wan based on this series. Was she knew him as Ben. 
So that was it. Poetry. Poetry. It all connects. It's a yeah. It's a big it also puzzle. Explains we why all she named her kid after him. So there you go. <clears throat> anyway. So as far as Leia goes, no, I hope not. I would even. I think I would even be a little bit disappointed if we got. Um, General Sandula in there. I mean, maybe like a mention or a name drop. I I don't think I would be upset with, but even even a just a cameo of hi, this is General Sandula, and she waves at him. I I think I'd be like, ah, I don't need I, I don't... it. But this isn't a Dave Filoni bit, so. Maybe his well, characters won't appear. I don't think it's going to happen, though, because didn't Kathleen Kennedy not two months ago say she wants to get away from legacy characters? Uh, perfect. So and I don't think it's. I think it. I don't think she's going to do that because I think because Solo was such a uh, box office disappointment. I think she kind of wants to introduce the new characters and and get away from from um, the the like you said the Skywalker saga. So I, I, hope so. Yeah. Yeah. So how about that shuttle that flies overhead? You think Krennic could be on that? What shuttle was that? At the very end is. Oh, that there. one that went down the valley. The one that went down the valley. Yeah. He, uh, who was it? Somebody. Oh, I think it was, a. Uh, who is it? Lieutenant Gorn. He was saying something about, um, uh, Imperial uh, engineers were coming in. Oh, it could shuttle. be Krennic then. I, you know what? Honestly, I wouldn't be. I would not be mad at Krennic. Could be if, Kate Galen too. I mean, if they brought Krennic or Galen or so in, I wouldn't be mad because again, they're not saga characters. Mm -hmm. They were characters that were made specifically for Rogue One, which this is obviously a spinoff of. <coughs> I wouldn't be mad. I'm just hoping we get at least one blaster shot next week. Yeah, a lot of again, this was a this was a <coughs> a not for kids episode. And I don't mean not for kids as in there's a bunch of naked people running around throwing severed heads at each other. I'm talking about this was this was a talkie. I enjoyed it though. You know, I it's, did. Yeah. It's, well, it's, I'm warming it's... up to it. You know, I was told on, I told you I had a story. I was told on, uh, in one of my comments on the review for episode four that, you know, because I, I kept falling asleep on these, you know, and, you know, he's like, well, you know, you're falling asleep on a 45 minute show. You might, you might want to get checked for narcolepsy. So I, I, <laughs> I am all clear. The doctor says I do not have narcolepsy. It just turns out that I was coming home and watching it, you know, when I get out of work. So I watched episode five on on lunch, and and that's what you know. Put the headphones in and I watched it at my desk, and I enjoyed it. It was really, really good, and I'm looking you know, forward you know, John, to the I'm next one. I'm gonna say this: I watched it last night when I was at home. So I could watch it on the big 4K TV. And after watching it, I was like, okay, this is a lot of talking. I, When I was at work today, while I was working, I turned it on and I put my headphones in and I watched it again. I didn't watch it. I listened to it because there's really nothing to watch. You just – this was a good episode to listen to. I, I, and, oh, go I, ahead. 
I think one of the things that I love about this show, which I, which I touched on in um, my article, is that it's made me reevaluate Rogue One. Because Rogue One had absolutely no character development, at least that's what I thought. And there was no one really to root for. You just rooted for the Rebels by default. And um, now that you're actually getting some character development with Andor, it's making you go back and be like, oh, okay, that, all right. And it's a really good companion piece to the actual movie. So it's, it's making me reevaluate how I feel about, about the movie because that was my major reservation with it. I never rooted for the rebellion in that movie, by the way. <laughs> Vader, baby! Vader! <laughs> it's all about Vader. Still a foot shorter. I don't know. I understand how he grew a foot within five minutes when he stormed the uh, when he stormed the uh, rebel rebel ship. But he did. He put his shorter prosthetic legs he on. Turned into David Prowse somewhere within that five minutes, and it it, it was forceful. <laughs> anyway, anything else? We got anything else? Questions, comments, concerns? Shameless plugs, Debbie. <laughs> How do you think? Uh, oh, oh, go ahead, John. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Who who wants to go first? I'm no, sorry. no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm kind of excited for the Forrest Whitaker cameo I saw in the trailer, and I'm kind of wondering how Saw is going to um, factor into this because he was one of the characters I really wanted to see more of in Rogue One. So he I'm was really okay. So I, 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 I'm I'm kind of after watching this particular episode, I'm going to kind of see how it it rolls in. Um, the Imperial was talking about, oh, this is how, if I had a rebellion, this is how I would do it, is just small things everywhere versus one big faction kind of thing. And you go to their cell and you've got the guy that's writing the manifesto, you've got the guy that's in it strictly for revenge. We know Saw, according to Rogue One, she said, oh, well, Saul's a rebel, too. You're both rebels. And, well, Saul's an extremist. Yeah. And so I can see this cell fitting in very nicely with Saul's cell. And that, all that being said is, yeah, this is how I would do it with all the smaller cells. And you could have this one over here that's functioning independently of this one over here. They're all kind of fighting for the same thing, but they're doing it in different ways. So, you know, you've got the one that's trying to be political about it and pay off the whatever, and then the other one that's, like, fighting no matter what, and then the other one that's just, we're going to fight, but we need the cause behind us. So, yeah. So, anyway, I'm anxious to see Saw, and like I said, I think the cell that he's working with right now is going to be very, uh, it'll be very interesting to see how they tie up with uh, you know, I I go up and down on seesaw, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see how how they bring him in. Did you mean to pun like that? You throw, said it. I'm going to throw you in the penitentiary. <laughs> All right, Debbie, shameless plugs. MCU Monday. So evidently, we'll be doing. Um, this week's episode of She-Hawk and I would Werewolf. assume Werewolf, Werewolf by, night. by Night. Woohoo! Um, That's out? Uh, tomorrow. 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 Oh, wow, I can't wait to see that. Um, and then if you want to catch any of our other podcasts like uh, The Geek and I, you can go to Podbean, Apple, Amazon, and Spotify if you want to catch any of those. Speaking of that, uh, uh, 
what is I can't think of the name of it. Uh, Captains, logs, and lightsabers. Yes, they're they they have started back up a new season, so I think they're cranking out um, podcasts now, or cranking out more podcasts now. Cam, shameless plugs. I know what your shameless plug is, but I'm gonna let you do it. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm um I uh, I'm conti- continuing to stream on Twitch every Sunday at 10 a.m. Uh, Central Time. Uh, uh, my Twitch tag is GNN underscore Cam and Focus, all one word. Uh, you can catch me there every Sunday. And uh, my uh, Cam and Focus series is coming back uh, this coming month. Uh, it's gonna, I'll be starting back up in November. So definitely be on the lookout for that. I'm excited to, to bring it back. I've got a lot of stuff that I've compiled that I want to talk about. So it'll be fun. We were, we were cheering for your Cam and Focus I'm excited about that. I like if you haven't seen Cam and Focus, go to the YouTube page, check out Cam and Focus. It's great. Especially when he gets mad about something, he starts ranting. It's hilarious. John Biscardi. I got yes, two John's here. Ah, shameless plugs. Uh well, just uh, you know, just hanging out. I got uh, something new I'm starting out. Uh, it's called the Late Late Stream. It's gonna go on live at uh, probably eleven central every uh, probably Monday and Thursday night uh, at 11 p.m. Uh, we just turn the mics on and no cameras, and we just chit-chat for an hour, and I'll rant about whatever I feel like ranting about. Just last week, it was all about the Mets blowing three in in Atlanta. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. And then uh, we have... Next weekend, I think, is Fan Fest in Irving, Texas. And yes. then in November is uh, the Retro Expo. Retro Expo. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, John and I kind of live in the same area. And we're going to get to go to these things. Um, Fan Fest in, on the 14th, 15th, and 16th. Um, it's... It's a smaller Comic Con. It's it's like the Fan Expo, but not quite as big and grandiose. But the Retro Expo, that's the one I'm looking forward to the most because Anthony Daniels will be there. Anthony Daniels and Sam Whitworth will be there. So I know, Debbie, you're just you're all kinds of jealous and. Uh, yeah, you better be sending me some pictures. I, I okay, sure. So, uh, yes, we will both be there. I'll be doing some live streams from, uh, from at least from FanFest. Um, it'll be cool. Yeah, the uh, Retro Expo this, uh, this time around has Anthony Daniels, Tom Skerritt, uh, Bruce Boxleitner is going to be there. Uh, yeah. You mentioned Sam, Sam uh, Whitwer. Uh, and then we're going to have, we- I think it's Wedge Antilles is going to be there. Dennis Lawson? Uh, wow. No, if he's there. I'm all what's on. His, what's his name? I can't even read that. Uh, David and An- Ancrun. I forget who he. He looks familiar. Helen Slater's going to be there, and uh, Austin St. John, the Red. Power I saw. Ranger. I saw him at Fan Expo. <laughs> I almost got up and talked to him. In fact, because he he was sitting at his table with nothing going on, and I was like, ooh. I go talk to a Power Ranger. That would be kind of cool. Power Rangers are big in in Plano. Uh, Green Ranger was there the last two times, and 
he had uh, he had some lines. Well, at, at Fan Expo this past year was Austin St. John. I don't know who played the Yellow Ranger after Trini died, but she was there, and I actually did talk to her. Uh, the guy that played Zordon was there, so they had a they had a slew of them. It was really cool. Okay, John Ambrose, shameless plug. Uh, much like Cam, uh, at the meeting last Sunday, we discussed doing Twitch channels, so I have one. I just recently changed my name, so I can't attach GNN to it yet, but the handle is Ambrose underscore is underscore geeky. Um, so check me out. I don't have a big following, but I'm playing Sniper Elite 5 right now and just talking about anything in general. So just hop on. Anything geeky you want to talk about, come on and, uh, come on and chat with me. So. Also, John is one of our writers at Geek News Now. As I said before, go check out his articles. Look under Geek News Now and look under the author page, and he's there. Go Coincidentally, my latest piece is on Andor. Is so. on Andor. So, um, all right. Well, we've been at it for over an hour now. <clears throat> I've been David. Thank you, everybody that's been on the panel tonight. I've enjoyed having you. It's been a great conversation. Everybody that was with us in the chats. I know Barbara was really big. Hi, Barbara. <laughs> My wife's so a big supporter. <laughs> big supporter. Big supporter. <laughs> but next week, come join us next week. Same time. We'll be talking about the next episode of Andrew uh, Andor. But until then, <laughs> may the force be with you all.